0: Assignment number seven, The 500 Nations. Step number one, watch 500 Nations. Please watch the following introductory look at several of our first Native American communities and their worlds prior to European contact. Step number two, read 1491, New Revelations of the Americas Before Columbus. Written by Charles Mann. Step number three, Complete the discussion board assignment. Your discussion board responses must be submitted to both SafeAssign and the discussion board. See the SafeAssign link below. Most of us know, or think we know, what the first Europeans encountered when they began their formal invasion of the Americas in 1492, a pristine world of overwhelming natural abundance and precious few people, a hemisphere where... Save perhaps for the Aztec and Mayan civilizations of Central America and the Incan state of Peru, human beings indeed trod lightly upon the earth. Small wonder that, right up to the present day, American Indians have usually been presented as either underachieving meta-hippies, tree-hugging saints, or some combination of the two. The trouble with all such stereotypes, as Charles C. Mann points out in his marvelous new book, 1491, New Revelations of the Americas Before Columbus, is that they are essentially dehumanizing. For cultural reasons of their own, Europeans and white Americans have, quote, implicitly depicted Indians as people who never changed their environment from its original wild state. Because history is change, they were people without history. However, instead of a community devoid of impact on the Americas, Mann argues the following in his book. In 1491, there were probably more people living in the Americas than Europe. Certain cities, such as Tenochtitlan, the Aztec capital, were far more greater in population than any contemporary European city. Furthermore, Tenochtitlan unlike any capital in Europe at that time, had running water, beautiful botanic gardens, and immaculately clean streets. The earliest cities in the Western Hemisphere were thriving before the Egyptians built the Great Pyramids. Pre-Columbian Indians in Mexico developed corn by a breeding process so sophisticated that the journal Science recently described it as man's first and perhaps the greatest feat of genetic engineering. Amazonian Indians learned how to farm the rainforest without destroying it, a process scientists are studying today in the hope of regaining this lost knowledge. Native Americans transformed their land so so completely that Europeans arrived in a hemisphere already massively landscaped by human beings. What man is most interested in showing us is how American Indians, like all other human beings, were intensely involved in shaping the world they lived in. He is sure that many, though not all, Indians were superbly active land managers. They did not live lightly on the land. Just how they did live, so long uninfluenced by the vast majority of the world's population in Africa and Eurasia, forms the bulk of his fascinating narrative. As a result, what emerges is an epic story with a subtly altered tragedy at its heart. For all the European depredations in the Americas, the work of conquest was largely accomplished for them by their microbes, even before the white men arrived in any great numbers. The diseases brought along by the very first unwitting Spanish conquistadors and probably by English fishermen working the New England coast very likely triggered one of the greatest catastrophes in human history. Before the 16th century, there may have been as many as 90 to 112 million people living in the Americas, people who could be as different from each other as, quote, Turks and Swedes, but who had cumulatively developed an incredible range of natural environments, from seeding the Amazon basin with fruit trees to terracing the mountains of Peru. Even the term New World may be a misnomer. It is possible that the world's first city was in South America. Then, disaster. According to some estimates, as much as 95% of the Indians may have died almost immediately on contact with various European diseases, particularly smallpox. That would have amounted to about one-fifth of the world's total population at that time. A level of destruction so unequaled before or since. The exact numbers, like everything else, are in dispute, but it is clear that these plagues wreaked havoc on traditional American societies. European misreadings of America should not be attributed wholly to ethnic arrogance. These quote-unquote, savages, most of the colonists saw, without ever realizing it, were usually the traumatized, destitute survivors of ancient and intricate civilizations that had collapsed almost overnight. Even the superabundant nature the Europeans inherited had been largely put in place by these now absent gardeners and had run wild, only after they had ceased to coal and harvest it. In the end, the loss to us all was incalculable. As man writes, having grown separately for millennia, the Americas were a boundless sea of novel ideas, dreams, stories, philosophies, religions, moralities, discoveries, and all the other products of the mind few things are more sublime or characteristically human than the cross-fertilization of cultures. The simple discovery by Europe of the existence of the Americas caused an intellectual ferment. How much grander would have been the tumult if Indian societies had survived in full splendor? How much of the assignment in this assignment is new to you? For many of you, almost all of it will likely be a revelation. Why do you think this is and what purpose do you believe it has served to omit these civilizations as part of our uniquely American foundings? Please post an initial posting to these questions of at least 150 words and then reply in two or three sentences to at least three other students' initial postings. If you are unsure how to use discussion board, Click the Tools tab on your left.